What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we are coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm Caleb Pearson. Across the table from me, the bearded one, Ashton Berzio. Ashton. Morning. Long time no see yeah, on this podcast. Time. Yeah, too long. Good to be some back. Would, some would argue. Uh, joining <clears throat> us again, Marky Mark. How you doing, buddy? Very well. Thank good. you. Good. Good to see you. Um, we are rolling through Romans. Uh, it was a good weekend. Um, It'll be good to talk through uh, the Sunday morning service that at least I was able to be a part of. Um, there was a baptism as well, mm-hmm. Mark, that you and I were at. Super mm-hmm. cool. Uh, five people got baptized. All kind of, Mark, you and I were talking at the end of it, uh, in that young adult range. Yeah. Which was really cool to see. Yep, it was. Um, yeah, so really special good, evening. Uh, I, I hadn't been to a baptism in a while. So yeah, really good testimonies. And meet people. Meet people in that way is really, really cool because mm-hmm. you have a lot to talk about right away. Nice. So Yeah. Um, I mean, how how are you guys doing? Good. <laughs> liar, liar. <laughs> Ashton's back is killing him. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's part of my life. Yeah, yeah. Gotta live with it. Yeah. Hey, strong mind, weak back. <laughs> so if I'm you don't like opposite. this episode, it's due to Ashton's back and nobody else. Um, cool. <clears throat> All right. Well, I mean, Romans three, Mark. We we jumped into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you started a little bit with Romans 2 as well. I know we're yeah. we're walking out of pace so we can try to digest and understand everything that's going, but why don't we just go ahead and jump into a Sunday in review for this past weekend, again, talking about um, everything that Paul addresses there at the beginning of, of Romans chapter 3 and God's righteousness being upheld. Um, so Ashton, you and I can kind of start. I don't know if anything stood yeah. out to you um, from that passage or the sermon this weekend. Yeah, I mean, the, the progression was just great. I, I, I appreciate it. I know we were technically in Romans 3 this weekend, but the setup from the end of Romans 2 I think was was crucial mm-hmm. um, just to establish mm. what his transition is with that first question of, well, then what what's the big deal about being a Jew? Is there anything? And, and you know, of course, of course there is. Um, mm. But yeah, just, just the, the focus on God's faithfulness and not on man's faithfulness, I think for me was just a really needed and necessary reminder. Um, and I think it's for all of us too, because we just get bombarded with, you know, guilt or you're not good enough or, you know, why you don't deserve that. And you, you address that like when, when the evil one comes or when people come and say, well, you, you can't be saved. I mean, look at your life up to this point. Um, but, but it's not our, our dependence, our faithfulness, our, you know right. anything about our living in this life, but it's completely and and one hundred percent God's uh, promises and His faithfulness. So it was just a great great reminder. Yeah, that's huge. Um, I, I love the way verse two even talks about. Um, and Mark, you mentioned this. The okay, well, yes, as far as you know, the salvation is concerned. You know, the the advantage of being a Jew. I mean, a big deal if you're a Jew. It makes no difference as as far as your a leg up on the competition as far as your relationship with God makes no sense and he lays that out but he also describes they get the oracles of God they have this Old Testament history they have that role to play in his story um, which is interesting to think about Um, even as I look back on a previous episode where Alicia kind of mentioned like reading through Romans 2 and replacing the word Jew with Christian of talking about like the personal application of this am I putting myself on a pedestal of righteousness or I'm on the inside club yeah. because I'm part of God's chosen people when in reality Jesus chose the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I appreciate um, how Paul, um, I mean, he's, his, his argument is flowing. Yeah. 
chapter one mm-hmm. into chapter two. Uh, but he he's so um, methodical in his mm-hmm. thinking. And after concluding what he did there in chapter two about basically, you know, the Jews have no advantage being mm-hmm. a Jew. He kind of has to pause, mm-hmm. um, and of course, it's all under divine inspiration. Uh, but but God is using the personality and the giftedness of that man as he writes this to say, okay, I've got to I've got to put this eight verses mm-hmm. of a, a kind of a parenthetical aside, a statement aside, to explain. Well, I'm not saying that God is finished with the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. Right. And as I mentioned, he'll go back to that in chapter 9, 10, and 11 and really develop that right. uh, fully. Um, so it's kind of like a little, not a correction, but a, it's a—it's a, an aside. It's saying, okay, let's let's understand this. God, uh, God is faithful to his promises mm-hmm. because what was at stake for Paul? It's, it seems like he always went, his default mode was, I'm not going to... Um, um, say anything that would damage the character of God because people right away would be thinking, well, no, wait a minute. What about the Jews? Right. right. Good point. Okay. Let me tell you, God is faithful. Yeah. He really, all the way up through those later chapters leaves no room for uh, almost argument or error, you know, mm-hmm. like for people to speak. And he tries to cover like every single mm-hmm. possible oh, yeah. interpretation of it's like, well, you say this, but maybe you think that I mean this, but that's not what I mean. Here's what mm-hmm. I actually mean. And he says the same thing three different ways so that there's, there's clarity yeah. and there's there's confidence in what he's saying. I, I didn't bring this out in the messages because it's uh, it's not that big of a deal. But he's using a kind of a Greek um, uh, method of argumentation mm. called yeah. the diatribe. Yeah. And so he raises these questions, answers them, raises yeah. them, yeah. and, and uh, it's um, yeah, it's it's mm. interesting how how he's doing that. But he comes back again very strongly. Uh, talking about, as you mentioned, Ashton, the character of God, the faithfulness of God. Mm-hmm. You know, verse three, I will nullify the faithfulness of God with His truthfulness. Verse four, let God uh, be found true. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse five, the righteousness of God. Yeah. And verse six, uh, how how will God judge the world? He's He's a righteous judge, but he, but He's mm-hmm. just. And so, the the correction comes by focusing on God, mm-hmm. and it, it's always Paul always goes back to the character of God. Um, and um, I think that's very instructive for us to do. What do we know about God um, that is true? What? How do we orient our life, our thinking about grand events in the world or, or even in this current day and age that we're living, uh, whether it's an upcoming election, whether it's a coronavirus, what you know the the events that we're thinking about, you know, a bad back, yeah. you know the uh, mm. the situations that we are facing. What do we know about God mm-hmm. that gets us through this? Yeah, and that and that's where we always come back down to, mm-hmm. um, and that's where Paul does. Well, that that really has been a huge piece of my story the last several years, just with the issues I've had with my back, and mm-hmm. um, you know, the, when it goes out, it, it is like it can be like a whole week of me just laying flat out, like not even be able to stand or walk, and it's those moments where I'm continually having to remember those truths about God. And for a while, it, it was a frustrating thing for me. Like it was a, like, oh, why do I have to deal with this? You know, yeah. I'm, I'm young. I, this is, you know, terrible and I hate this. And, but then kind of as it's continued and I'm realizing that it's not going away anytime yeah. soon. Um, it's like, that, what, why do I have a weak back and a strong mind? And Carrie has a weak mind and a strong back. I don't get this. <laughs> <laughs> 
By the way, I mean, you've got some exciting news to share here at the end of the podcast, too, about mm-hmm. God's faithfulness yep. and, mm-hmm. and, and righteousness in that, too. Yep. So that, that's mm-hmm. exciting. By the way, Paul does come back to, if what will be Sunday, he does come back now in verse 9 um, and picks up again with his thought that he ended <laughs> chapter 2 with. You know, at the end of chapter 2, it's, right. hey, everybody's a sinner. Oh, but, but wait a minute, there is advantage to the Jews, blah, 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 blah. But then he comes back with verse 9. Uh, okay, uh, are we better than them? No, we're all under sin. So he picks mm-hmm. up his argument again um, after this uh, eight verses of focusing, okay, on the character of God. Mm. And it's a, it, I just like the way it reads and studies because it's a check-in. I like the way it encompasses all the questions, all the doubts or struggles that they had at that time as he's writing to them and that we might have as we struggle with our Christian life, our Christian walk. Uh, you know, Will unbelief end God's faithfulness? That question is answered. How do we still receive wrath? And then the whole, if sin promotes glory, mm-hmm. why should I stop kind of thing? Mm-hmm. I think there's a, people don't often speak that. Even when that came up in the sermon, I was like, oh, okay, I could totally see why somebody would think that. I can keep sinning so God can be glorified. But I think we do it in unspoken ways, too, with that mindset of, like, God's going to turn it all for his good anyway. Right. I can keep doing me, mm-hmm. knowing that God is sovereign and just, instead of saying no. God's judges sin mm. still. And we talked about it a couple weeks ago on this podcast. God is going to deal with sin. Yeah. He's the, the ultimate judge. We aren't, but we got to be careful of the one who is. And, and that uh, someone raised a question with me, a very good question uh, Sunday, was um, just, uh, this, just this issue or this concern about now, but okay, as a believer, hasn't my sin already been judged and dealt mm-hmm. with? Mm-hmm. So what what is it that I'm facing, and what why would God put me before a judgment seat if if He's removed it? He's mm-hmm. as far as East is from the West. He remembers them no more. Why is He bringing it up again? Mm. Um, it was a good you know it's a good question. It might be in the minds of a lot of people when we talk about um, that whole concept of the judgment seat of Christ. My answer, my real quick answer, yeah. was <clears throat> I, I I visualize it that. Um, as unbelievers, God is sitting on on a court uh, mm-hmm. on the bench as a judge. He's got his white wig on, so to speak, and he's mm-hmm. he he uh, meets out the judgments in that righteous court of law. Um, but when we trust Christ as our Savior, um, He gets off that bench, and He's our Father. But like any good father, um, discipline. There's discipline, and there is an accountability. Mm. As well as within the context of the family, um, there is an inheritance. There is something um, that, and don't take this wrong, but there is something that is earned right. by faithfulness and living for him. And um, so it's not the, the judge in the courtroom. That's dealt with. Mm-hmm. That's over. Uh, Jesus paid that penalty. We trust him. We're free of that. Um, there's therefore now um, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. We'll still stand before him, but the judgment has already been passed and on. And we stand on before Christ. him as a father. Right. right. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's, that's, so so just for clarity on that, yeah. Um, yeah. unbelievers, ultimately it's the white, great white throne judgment. Right. Believers, it'll be the, that judgment, that beam of seat of Christ. Mm-hmm. And the, the motivation there, and for Paul it was a motivation. Second Corinthians, he said, therefore knowing the fear of the Lord, Mm. I persuade men. He, he said, I'm doing my, my ministry. Mm. It does keep us in check, or at least it should, to say, Lord, am I living for you? I mean, I, I, I'm going to stand to give an account uh, mm. for you. You are the judge of the world, and I'm part of the world, right. but I, I'm coming, I'll be judged as a 
child of God. Well, and there's there's still something at stake, but it's easy for a believer to maybe think there isn't, mm. or, or put it in perspective of eternal destination set, but eternal condition and state of mind, yeah. maybe not not where it needs to be. And, and you brought up kind of the 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 earning of something or the the reward. I mean, those are mm-hmm. huge buzzwords. The moment you hear them, it's like, oh boy, here we go. But yeah. the Bible is clear, and it even uses distinct language of entrance into the kingdom versus inheritance. Exactly. Uh, it speaks to the the walk of sanctification and the the works not for salvation but from salvation to you know focus on bringing heaven here yeah. and and being in tune with 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 your now citizenship in Christ i just think that's huge and i think that's one of the a bit of the underlying meaning here sure. in, in, mm-hmm. as he talks about that uh, mm-hmm. uh, again he's faithful and he's true to his word mm-hmm. i mean he god doesn't grade on the curve he doesn't uh, sweep things under the carpet there is accountability mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, this uh, this is an important conversation because I know that and and sermon too. I mean this uh, this idea of <clears throat> um, the perseverance of the saints and the this kind of this idea that's come from Calvin of mm-hmm. you know once you believe in Christ, if you don't continue in that faith, then you didn't really ever truly. Right. believe in Christ and yeah you know oh, I know I'm doing? yeah you're opening up the can yeah, yeah. <laughs> look at the worms yeah <laughs> but I think it's just right. it's an important important sermon for us to hear and be reminded of again that it's not about our works and our faithfulness and it has right. never been about our works and our faithfulness um so I, I just I think it's important to address that and I'm, yeah. I appreciate that and yeah. well it it, it the, the the one of the questions I was I was addressing was um the issue of assurance yeah. of salvation. Sure. And um, I, I do think that if if you're basing your um, assurance that you are a born-again Christian on your performance, mm-hmm. you're on thin ice. Good luck, buddy. Good luck, because yeah. uh, I had a conversation once with a person who um, believed that um, a true believer is going to... Um, persevere to the end. I mean, the, 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 oh, yeah, there might be some dips in there. And they, of course, who defines what the dip is? Right. But they'll never, you know, be <laughs> right. a big dip, uh, so to speak. And so I asked this person, if you were to die tonight, do you have assurance that you'll go to heaven? He said, of course. Well, what if you die in one of those dips? I said, what if, do you have assurance 10 years from now that you'll go to heaven? Hmm. He couldn't answer that hmm. because he has no assurance that he's going right. to persevere Right. For the next ten years, mm. so he could not answer yeah. whether he have assurance, which is antithetical to what we know of the mm. message of grace. Right. Now that doesn't give us the right to say, "Oh, well, whoopie no more works." Now I can, yeah, yeah. That, right. well, that's exactly what Paul is saying in this, in yeah. this passage. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. So, I mean, if you want to go, uh, you know, live the way you want to do, fine. Judgment seat of Christ is going to be awaiting you, right. and all of eternity about how you're going to spend it. In and then again, for him. just because sin can't kill you anymore doesn't mean it won't hurt. That's right. And it, 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 and it can physically kill you still. While you're down here, your flesh can go through a lot of stuff. Yeah. God can yank you from this world. Yeah. Um, but that whole idea of works, you know, okay, let's entertain the idea that works is what does it for us. Is it three works? Is it 12? Three yeah. per day? You have to clock in five works a day? Like what's the... How are we going to put a standard to that? It's just interesting. And yeah. even with Keystone, we're going through James. So we talked about the mm-hmm. idea of faith mm-hmm. that works is dead. And what does that mean? Yeah. Um, and then I addressed 
a little bit of Matthew 7, 15 through 20 that talks about, oh, well, you'll know them by their fruits. You'll look at Christians and be able to tell by the works they're doing. And Matthew 7, 15 is talking about teachers. Yeah. It has nothing to do with Christians. Their words, their, their teaching. Right, which is, which it makes mm, absolute sense yeah. in that context to be know by what they're doing. Yeah. But it has nothing to do with their position in Christ. There's a, a, a true story um, uh, and I'll maybe bore you, but um, what else is new? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wake up, Caleb. Wake up. Uh, um, uh, you know, th- people say after I'm done preaching, there's a great awakening. Um, um, I, I've, I've learned the fine art of talking in someone else's sleep. <laughs> but um, now, what, where was I going? Come on, guys. Uh, You're doing this to yourself. <laughs> several, several hundred years ago, when that. Um, when that view was so very, very popular in the old Puritan mindset mm-hmm. of uh, of uh, perseverance, that you know the, the true believer is going to persevere till the very end, and, and that's how you prove that you are a true believer. Mm-hmm. Um, you've heard the uh, Sir Francis Drake. Mm-hmm. Okay, question here, you s- smart Alex. Who was Sir Francis? I, Drake? I already don't know. I you don't. don't know. Re- <laughs> where? Who taught you history? He, uh, as a sir, as a kind gentleman. No, he was the guy who circumvented the world. Oh, yeah. Got on a ship, you know, and, and found out it was... I was, I was right about to say that. You, I'm yeah. sorry, I jumped in ahead of you. I, <laughs> Ash knew it. <laughs> well, he's out floating around the world. Mm-hmm. His wife is going insane back in England. Classic. Because she was going insane trying to figure out if she was a true believer or not. Mm. Going back, what you just said, do right. I have enough... Have, am, do I have too many dips in my mm, Christian life? Mm, mm. She literally went insane. So the old Puritans came up with a concept called temporary faith. They said, well, you might look like a Christian, talk like a Christian, even act like a Christian, mm. but you might not be a true Christian, and you'll never know until you die right. if you don't persevere. <laughs> she literally went insane because of the doctrine they came up with called temporary faith. Right. Anyway, um, the, the point here in this passage, hey, let <laughs> Let God be found true, even though every man is a liar. He is true to his promises. When he said, I give you eternal life as a free gift based on faith and faith alone, in Christ and Christ alone, what he has done, he means it. He means it. And I think that's uh, that's a great hope that we have for us here. Yeah, that's huge. And one thing you said, Mark, in the sermon was just, you know, the character of God guarantees his promises. So God can be viewed by who he is, not what he does or doesn't do for us. I, I think we often think, oh, God has changed, mm-hmm. when it's just us. It's just mm-hmm. us changing. Yeah. Uh, and it's important to understand that, even the way Paul yeah. addresses these questions, he, the way this scripture validates our questions and our status, but says the answer is going to be in who God is, not who we are. It doesn't matter if you're Jew or not. It doesn't matter if you're this or not. This is who God is. Why? Because this is what he says he is. Mm-hmm. And so we have to be able to digest that and understand that. Um, the character of God, you know, even if you don't see it or feel it, you can know it and trust it. That's faith at work, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. I think the, there's the, that veiled warning, though, in this passage. Um, clearly, he's addressing the fact that the Jews, some of them did not believe. Hmm. Um, it doesn't nullify the faithfulness of God, he says in verse 3, but, but some didn't believe. They were entrusted with the oracles of God, the very word of God. And they discarded it. Mm. And I suppose another good application for us is we've been, as believers in a sense, you could say we've been entrusted with the Word of God. Mm-hmm. In fact, how many Bibles do you have at home? I mean, right. we've got shelves full of Bibles probably. Are we reading it? Are we right. um, 
memorizing it? Are we mm-hmm. internalizing it? Is mm-hmm. it valuable to us? We are entrusted with the very word of God. Well, and then communicating it too. When and commu- in, in situations that, that it mm-hmm. needs to be communicated. Yeah. Yeah, at families, with our children, yep. with our, the, our our peers, the discipleship group, in the normal context of mm-hmm. life, do we think biblically? Yeah. Is that our default thinking? Do we engage into in our minds and who God is? Is that our default thinking based on His Word? Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a veiled warning in here too. We can depart from that. We can have mm-hmm. a heart of unbelief. The Book of Hebrews talks about yeah. that. Watch out, lest there be in any of you. Uh, an evil heart of unbelief. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I, I think that's, a, again, a little bit of an aside, but are we handling the word of God carefully and accurately, the very thing that we've been entrusted with? Mm. Um, another good um, application, I think, for, for this passage. It's huge. And one thing we talked about last week or, or a couple weeks ago maybe was just the importance of almost the question, how often do we read what we highlight in our Bibles? Because it's very easy to Sunday morning, there it is, and then close it up and leave it for a week. Wait a minute. Are you saying, do you mark up your Bible? <laughs> My goodness, don't you? <laughs> uh, and uh, it's interesting to think about like, okay, you know what? Honestly, like whatever, if I say, mm, that's good. On a Sunday morning, it, it can very easily just live in my Sunday morning journal, mm-hmm. or my here's my sermon notes. Uh, instead of letting it in, you know invade every aspect of your life, you can accomplish and attack things biblically. You can defend yourself biblically, and I and I, I've seen it a lot, of, specifically in the youth, of just knowing Scripture helps you figure out what you need to do in a certain yeah. situation. Kids will say, "Oh, like I didn't know, I didn't know about this verse." They're just they're discovering for the first time. No. that this can be used, and it helps alleviate the questions and the mystery of, yeah. of God. What, what we're basically talking about is, is gaining a biblical worldview. Hmm. Yeah. It, so that we're thinking biblically. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, yeah, that, that is very crucial, and which is one of the reasons why you're doing this sermon spotlight yeah, every right. week. It's mm-hmm. it, Maybe it's a way of reminder. It kind yeah. of spurs us on. Well, because as hard as you listen to a sermon in the moment, right. you, you always miss things. Like even if you're on intently daytime. focusing and taking notes, by Tuesday morning, mm-hmm. you, you could forget some key crucial things. And that's why discipleship is so important. That's why community groups are so important and, yeah. and personal time in the Word. Because like you say at the end of this podcast, it's not meant to last just an hour or that, mm-hmm. that 40 minute segment. Right. Um, that's not going to do much for you if that's all you're, mm-hmm. you're consuming of the word and of fellowship. Um, so I think that's, that's why this is so valuable just as a reminder for people, because even on podcasts where I haven't been on, you know, just listening to it and being reminded of things that were said and then being encouraged the rest of the week, I think it's just, it's hugely valuable. Yeah. Yeah. And even yeah. Ashton, as you and I kind of sat down and thought about what this could look like, that idea of like, Tuesday morning, you know, give give people a little bit of time after the the sermon to digest it, debrief it a little bit amongst themselves, yeah. and then just an opportunity to listen to it on the way to work, or or, or you know, take it wherever, um, and then it, it becomes a part of your week. And I just think yeah. that's huge because even the same way, if you're not careful, you know, oh, I do my morning devotion every morning, but if it's to check a box, you're not even going to remember what you read by lunchtime. Yeah. No. Uh, it can be a same habit with our Sunday morning attendance if we're not careful. Yeah. So. That's the idea. And then, Mark, I love how you pretty much have ended each sermon the last few weeks by saying, you know, we'll get there. We'll get to the, the lighter, happier, more exciting stuff. Uh, he, he said, maybe two weeks, maybe three weeks. Is that a pace, a pacing of Romans? Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, we're yeah, taking yeah. our time to right, get there. Right. I, um, 
or or a bit of my confusion about <laughs> how, to, yeah. how to pace yeah. it. But uh, yeah. yeah, next week will be uh, or this coming weekend um, services Saturday and uh, Sunday morning will be in uh, start with verse nine and go. Th- it's another. Mm-hmm. It's his wrap up to what he has been saying since chapter one. Yeah. It's setting up this um, mm-hmm. idea of the gospel. I can't wait to come and preach the gospel to you. Well. We've heard the bad news, and we're going to wrap that up uh, this week so that we'll now be uh, set up and ready for the good news of the gospel, which starts in verse 21. Probably chapter 3, 21 through 26, probably um, um, some of the most important verses of of Mm. the Bible. Oh, absolutely. So we'll stay tuned. Yeah. We'll we'll get there. Absolutely. Excited for that. Ashton, I'm going to come your way. I know there's something you are going to yeah. share with everybody. But before that, I mean, what can we point people towards? I'm not a, fully aware of the calendar or anything that's coming up. I know uh, this Wednesday, the yep. Q&A thing is happening. Yep. Wednesday um, night at 630. Yeah. I think in the main In the main auditorium. Right? That's the gender and sexuality yeah. uh, forum. Hitting on the focus yep. a little bit. And just um, to be clear, that's that's open to everybody. That's. Oh, yeah. I think we had initially communicated as for parents, but it's really meant for all any and every all yeah, yeah and and there will be one for students um in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. on a wednesday night again mm-hmm. i think that's march 11th um yeah. but but this one is really people have been asking questions throughout the focus and this is an opportunity for some some dialogue some discussion between the panel and then and then maybe some some fellowship opportunity after afterward and and there will be um, children's ministry yep. going on that's right so um yeah cool awesome all right well do you want to yeah so what's i just, going on, buddy? just wanted to share um Something the Lord has been doing in in Sarah and I for the past, uh, it's been a little over a year, I think, of just, um, we've been experiencing just some, some stirring, um, some unsettlingness in, in our, in our spirits. And, and it's been really interesting just, and it's such the character of God to, to communicate and, and in the value of marriage of just God has brought Sarah and I to the same place in, in very different, uh, ways and very different, um, reasons um but um you know my my heart and my passion is worship um worship ministry and being a part of a team and being involved in helping people to um to experience worship um in spirit and in truth and this is just something that i'm i feel like the lord has gifted me in and something i'm very passionate about um and it's been a great opportunity here the last seven years um but just been kind of feeling a, a desire to to go further into that mm-hmm. and um so that's been ruminating for a long time in my, yeah. that's mm-hmm. kind of always been my desire to be in a, a worship mm-hmm. role. Um, so um, through this whole process, you know, Sarah and I ended up listing our house. Um, just, we have a lot of equity in it and had a lot of debt. So it made sense to just kind of cash out and, and get out of debt um, mm-hmm. kind of in one fell swoop, which has been great. Mark Francis was a huge help for us mm-hmm. in that. Um, just helping us in the process of listing and selling. Um, so kind of as we were walking through this, okay, we're going to list our house and I have this desire um, to, to be in a worship role and, um, and Sarah's going through some things and, and processing some things and some desires that she has and um, the Lord started opening up some opportunities. So I, I got back in touch with um, the pastor of the church that I was attending in Fairfax when I was at George Mason. Um, I attended there for five years. It was a small church plant. He was the associate pastor there. Um, 
you know, I was heavily involved in, in Campus Crusade um, for mm-hmm. crew for those five years um, for their Thursday night meetings and then heavily involved on Sunday mornings uh, with, with worship ministry and, and involved in that church. And um, this guy, his name's Kenji, um, mm-hmm. he discipled me for, for three plus years um, and, and real intentional. There's a discipleship group of guys that met every week, every Sunday night. Um, just a real, real impact, real influence in my life. Um, walked me through some real hard uh, times of depression and some, some growth, spiritual growth. Um, so um, I hadn't been in touch with him, but uh, I had started leading worship for um, another friend who had gone to DTS, came back, planted a church in Fairfax and just needed a worship leader for they have a Sunday evening service. And I was helping him out. Um, so kind of got reminded of the, mm-hmm. the church plant, feel and and something that I really enjoyed about being in college, just kind of a small community where people are all invested and stepping up and, um, and just, just the, the culture around that, um, was something that I really desired and missed. Mm -hmm. Um, so did that a couple of times, a couple Sunday evenings, and then, um, Kenji reached out and he had planted a church three years ago in Fairfax and, um, they're growing and, um, it's a multi-ethnic, multicultural church, very diverse, um, and they were in the the point where they were ready to um, expand a little bit of their their staff team. Um, so he was on he's full time, then he had another associate pastor full time, um, and they were ready to hire a part time worship director and, and a part time children's director and uh, an admin assistant and. Um, you know, as we were kind of talking about this, the the Lord is really stirring in, in Sarah and I of um, what would it look like to, to to do that to move to Fairfax and and you know everybody that I tell that says you know we're going to move to Fairfax like why why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying to get out of Fairfax Thank to come here. Leave Fairfax. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you know through the whole thing, Sarah and I really didn't really want to move to Fairfax. We, mm-hmm. we didn't really have a desire to leave and. Um, you know, spend, spend the money on rent or mortgage that's out there compared to here. And, mm-hmm. um, but very, very clear calling of the Lord on us. I think mm-hmm. it was just made very evident mm-hmm. that the ways that he was working things out where, okay, we don't have a house anymore. We don't have any, you know, any debt anymore. Mm-hmm. Almost. Um, we have this desire and this stirring in our hearts to, to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this opportunity with, with all people's community church opened up. Mm-hmm. Um, so because that was a part-time position, um, I had to apply uh, to some full-time jobs just mm-hmm. for health insurance and for benefits and to take care of our family and, and to be able to live in Fairfax. Right. Um, right. You know, I wanted some kind of, at least for the beginning, some kind of security to, yeah. to, sure. to make sure we could do that. And, um, you know, the Lord, again, just in his faithfulness, I put out about 30 applications and, um, got through the whole process with Apple federal credit union. Mm. Uh, I'm going to take over as their social media strategist there. Um, it's a credit union. It's great benefits, yeah. great culture of working. And, uh, but primarily, um, the opportunity to, to be involved in worship was, was why, right. why yeah. we're, we're decided to do this. So March 16th is when you yep. start so I, work at the, so I start, credit union I started the church on March 1st. So this, this coming weekend mm-hmm. is when my official start. Um, my last day here will be March 15th, uh, mm-hmm. just as we transition out. And then I'll start March 16th with the uh, mm. 
credit union. Very Fairfax. exciting. Yeah. yeah, it's exciting. You know, our mission statement, as we know, is prepare mm-hmm. and deploy dependent disciples, and mm-hmm. we're excited for for Ashton. We really mm-hmm. appreciate for the seven years all that you've inputted mm-hmm. into what we do here in yeah. terms of communication and all oh, yeah. your skills with graphics and art, artistic value and worship heart. Um, and and not just the last seven years, but growing yeah. up here and, right. and the input mm. and that. Um, it's yeah. uh, exciting to see how God is leading. And uh, we wish you the, well, the very best, but God always gives us the very best. Mm-hmm. So matter, no matter what comes, yeah. it's going to be exciting. And um, that's a real mission field. In fact, it, um, Emma Beitzel is yep. down there in the yep. George Mason, Mason. Uh, with crew. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to reconnect with that that team there. And, and yeah. another, uh, again, young person from our church here who yep. was uh, on staff there with crew. So um, mm. lives are going to be changed. Um, yep. They are being changed down there. Um, yep. But uh, your role in that and Sarah's role in that, it's going to be exciting to see. Uh, and. And, and we know where to find you. Yeah, I was going to say all that's great, but the be- the best part was Sarah's post that basically said we'll still be around. Yeah, yeah. like you'll still see us. Around. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely. Grandma, so. Grandpa, uh, yeah. or yeah. Pop and Mimi are still here. Um, well, and we're yeah. just Avery's. we're just really grateful for. I mean, both Sarah and I have been here basically our whole lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been here my whole life. She came here when she was like six, and mm-hmm. just the relationships that we've developed and the friendships and the really the family um, that that has grown here. We're we're just. It's bitter, bittersweet. I know it's, you know, that's the thing to say, but it really is bittersweet. Yeah. I mean, it's mm. it's not something that, you know, if we would stay, you know, it's comfortable here. We have friends, we have family, we have community, um, and and we just really felt like the Lord was kind of pushing us out yeah. of of that. And well, be beware when you get too comfortable, because yeah. uh, you know God has a way of of stirring up mm-hmm. things yeah. to bring in a certain amount of. Uh, tension mm-hmm. uh because he's got something else in mind yep. uh, let's mm-hmm. never get complacent spiritual unrest is a good thing in our yeah. christian life yeah, yeah. that's exactly where we've yeah. been so. we'll be praying for yeah. you yeah. yeah absolutely yeah exciting thank you guys so much for listening again you can be a part of the show each and every week over at fbcva.life slash sermon spotlight you can find us on youtube for the video version and then the audio goes out to all your podcast services thanks so much uh the fact of the matter everybody is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour but rather transform a lifetime until next week much love and god bless